everyone and welcome back to the teacher cast i'm so excited today to be recording with fiona and lucy from the instagram page teacher teacher underscore underscore if i'm not mistaken um how are you girls today yeah we're great thank you thank Thank you you so much for having us oh no problem it's a friday so i want to say thanks for taking your friday evening to um (laughs) to sit with me and chat to me all things about school um, but first, Fiona, maybe there's Fiona and Lucy. So Fiona, if you want to maybe introduce yourself. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Fiona. I'm 28 years old. and I'm from Dublin and uh, I'm obviously a primary school teacher. <laughs> I hope and, you are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been teaching. This is my eighth year teaching and um, I am teaching in Dublin. Uh, currently, I'm a sixth class teacher. But before that, I taught second class and uh, I worked in learning sport. Yeah. Very good. Um, so I'm Lucy. I'm also a teacher and I'm 27. Um, <laughs> nice. Everyone always thinks that we teach in the same school, but we actually don't. We teach in the same area, but different. Right. different um, I've been teaching for six years. I, six years, but I teach sixth class. There we go. Um, and before that, I was teaching in senior fabulous and so you girls didn't go to college together did you not so we did go to the same college but we were in and secondary school actually oh year above lucy so yeah we went to the same secondary school in college and we actually weren't friends no. <laughs> <laughs> i don't we weren't enemies but we weren't friends throughout school or college just because you know when you're in different years mm-hmm. um, and it was actually after college that we became really close and mm-hmm. um, we actually had a mutual friend and we went on a, a trip to Thailand one summer. Oh. Just yeah, and yeah. then we just got really close on that trip. We realized like how much we had in common. Yeah. And also still our friends with the other friend. We didn't, yes. we didn't teach her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's how we became really close. That yeah. was probably like seven, eight years ago now. Yeah, it was it was around I think we went to Thailand, Fiona was starting teaching for her first year. Mm-hmm. That September yeah so then when we were in Thailand we were just talking about school all the time and we realized that we're actually very similar mm-hmm. um so I ended up um helping Fiona with her room and stuff and yeah then we became best friends yeah that's so interesting so after you graduated from teaching college then you how, how many years was it then after you had qualified say before you went on the the trip to Thailand then that you kind of like you know kind of I suppose where your friendship bloomed yeah, so I had just graduated, so mm. I was about to start my first year. No, actually, I wasn't. I was about to start my second year teaching. Oh, yes, because okay. you had the part-time year. Yeah, I, had, um, I was doing uh, learning support and like uh, part-time work in another school right. uh, for principal days. So um, it was actually, I was going into my second year teaching, and I think you were going into your final year of college. I think I was the first year that they had made it a compulsory full-time year. Yeah, it was so, basically, it was a four, yeah. it turned from a three-year course to a four-year course um, from when I left in Lucy. Yeah, it was a terrible time to search. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you went then from leaving search straight into teaching, What am I right? Yeah. Right, yeah. and whereabouts did you study? Um, CIC, uh, it's the Church of Ireland College of Education, and at the time it was like linked with Trinity, but now it's with DCU. Okay, yeah. and what, what makes that different maybe from other colleges or is it the same qualification just for anyone maybe that wouldn't know and is it still a course today that people can apply to yeah so it's a bachelor in education and um yeah you can still apply to it but uh, like i said it's it's through dcu through dcu now and i think the years must be bigger now are they to be honest we don't really know much about it because when i 
finished, I think it was the following year or maybe two years after that, that everything changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there's no difference really at all. Yeah, it's, like yeah. our campus used to be in Rathmines um, and uh, the years were small, like maybe 25 mm-hmm. in a year. Wow. And so different to mine, like 500 students in one cohort. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely wasn't the typical college experience because of that. Like we were definitely like a close knit class. Yeah. A lot of people lived on campus. Yeah. Um, there was just like a few classrooms. Yeah. 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 It was definitely not a typical college experience. Sometimes it felt a bit like primary school, like being in primary school. But yeah. Yeah. We still need to learn. So yeah. at the moment, like now, like there's the Grow and Love program. Just because it was with Church of Ireland, were you limited to not study religion then, or how did that work? No, not at all. We use a, a program called Follow Me. That's normally what's oh, used. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's all very, new very to me, different. even though I've done my religion part of college. <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. we have to do, uh, gosh, sorry, we've been out of college a while, but some like religion search when we were in college. Do you yes. remember that? Yes. And like is. you couldn't get, like you had to have that. Yeah. When Good yeah. job. <laughs> but we also were we were also you know we learned about um other schools as well and we had right. a module with educate togethers and it wasn't that we were you know mm-hmm. sent over yeah. to particular schools as teachers really yeah like i did my one of my teaching practices in a multi-denominational school mm-hmm. that's really yeah. interesting yeah yeah i think um especially now with you know especially in the suburbs of dublin and the population growing there's educate togethers nearly well for me within like a 20 minute walk I could probably get to about four different educate together schools. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's so many. And it's just more inclusive, isn't it, to have more options of different types of schools. But I found that really interesting because I don't know anyone that went to what is it, C I C? C I C E. C I C E. I think it's C I C now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't I had no idea. You're not, you're not alone. Like um yeah. I remember like if we used to like go out on nights out in college and yeah. then we get into the taxi after and be like, bring us back to CIC. And the taxi drivers would always be like, where yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like the CIE bus service or something, you know? <laughs> so you became friends then. And obviously you have a really cool Instagram page that I just think is so fun. And I get so inspired when I click on it every time. So why did you decide to set up a joint Instagram? Well, first of all, why did you decide to set up an Instagram page? Um, so we came across... In teacher Instagram accounts kind of almost by accident yeah about years ago mm-hmm. and you know the way you can save photos on Instagram yeah we ended up with just almost like a scrapbook of just loads and loads of ideas that we got from loads of different teachers and once we started making our own resources for our classroom and um, rather than buying them or, or getting them from Twinkle we just preferred making them ourselves because we yeah. really enjoyed it and mm-hmm. um, we realized that Instagram maybe was something that we wanted to do but it took probably two years to get it started mm-hmm. yeah i've had it for two years now but you know yourself Hayley, there's so yeah. much to think about with logos and banners and setting up your actual teachers by teacher mm-hmm. store there was loads that um went into it so it just took longer than than, yeah. we, than we realized yeah yeah like lucy said it just seemed natural to set one up because we were like let's say there was something we couldn't find on uh mash or teachers by teachers or twinkle mm. we just make it ourselves and yeah. we find ourselves so many resources and we were like why don't we have an instagram why don't we sell these things share them yeah yeah exactly and like um we knew as soon as we wanted to create an instagram that we would be creating one together because i just it couldn't be any other way if we if we did it ourselves they would have been identical accounts we generally are we think the same and we have the same style yeah and we have the same we also have the same kind of like it's the same style and also the same kind of values like we know what's important to us so we 
fully trust each other that we if we put up a story or a post or some content that the other person will agree with what we put up yeah. you know what I mean? yeah I yeah no totally get that um, telling the other person to take it down so we haven't so that's a good point <laughs> well I I really enjoy your aesthetic like when I click on your page and hence like you know I love your classroom setup because of that and I just find that your classrooms are very inviting just from what I've seen on video I'd love to see them in person obviously I'd be so nosy I'd be looking at every door (laughs) you'd be like stop looking in there that's a mess and I'm like no I need to know what's in there but yeah I, I just I'm absolutely obsessed with your classrooms and classroom setups and I really enjoyed that you went into such detail even as far as Lucy sharing what's inside her arts and crafts cupboard that she had yeah. them all labeled and to me that's just it's just so satisfying when you you open it up um and I'm sure that you know it's all time consuming that's not you know sugar-coated like this is it's tough work trying to get it to that standard and obviously one day I'd love my classroom to, to you know, be so organized in the same way and so inviting and just so minimalistic yet effective at the same time so I suppose what's the most important thing for you when designing your class yeah so well what you were saying there about the detail we went into like when yeah. we built we were voice messaging and we were like oh my gosh these are like 15 minutes long no one's gonna want to watch them this I watch every crap. single one and if I was busy I'd be like no I have to go back and I'd be making sure I tap every everyone <laughs> we're so glad because like there was just so much to talk about and then we were mm-hmm. like no one's gonna watch this this is just so, so boring yeah but also like we're people slag us the whole time like one of my best uh, teacher friends would come in and just you know move something on my desk slightly because then she knows it would just set me <laughs> off like you know we, we we get it completely yeah yeah I think we enjoy it so much like we we really do love making things and even the laminating sometimes and just seeing all your ideas come to life it's really yeah. motivating so it's Absolutely. not that we're you know slaving away in our classrooms at like eight o'clock on the weekend mm-hmm. like just crying into this <laughs> laminating. Yeah. it's not like that at all like we really do enjoy it so it's it is like a hobby um, I think yeah 100 percent um but sorry you did ask us um (laughs) okay but actually another thing I want to say sorry that's That's fine (laughs) like thank you so much for the kind things you said but like it really has taken years to get it to that point like we just want to stress that like our classrooms in the first few years or even we were only saying recently only this year do we feel like our classrooms like all the systems are working exactly how we want them to work and like I was saying this is my eighth year like uh, it takes time to build up to that and to build up the resources and build up the ideas Mm -hmm. so we just never we didn't want anyone to feel like oh our classrooms have to be like that because it took so much time yeah trial and error and what suits what class and what suits what school do you know sorry no sorry no I was just saying like I've been in a six like in say one fourth class in one school and then I'm in a different fourth class in another and how the classes run are totally totally different um and you know what motivates them is totally different so when you know even when I get questions and they I'm asked like oh well what do I do when I'm subbing it's like well that's a very very big question like you could write a whole book on that like depends where how big the class is how you know is it all boys is it all girls you know what's in what's what's of interest to them is a harry potter is it you know yeah. what's the among us the imposter thing yeah. um, do you know what i mean so yeah no totally but like our classrooms though look really different now than they looked on the tour because the oh, kids no, are in oh yeah everything's in place on day one and then 
you know, yeah. like the memes is like the last day. It's like your hair is like, yeah. ah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. We're very lucky though because our students this year are very good at, at keeping it um, organized. And one of the girls in my class was doing a demonstration on how to fluff a, a pillow for the class and the way she wanted them organized. So I felt like I was, I'd finally passed on my, yeah. all of my skills. Someone had finally listened to me after all these years. No, but it's so true. Like yeah. uh, one of the boys in my class today was, I have like a pen caddy. You may have seen it on the tour. And, <laughs> they were using it um, and he organized all the pens into the different categories at the end and I gave him a sweet because it was just so <laughs> adorable this is on my level yeah. <laughs> but we're known like we're literally like our, the other teachers in our school know that and the students know that and when they come up to our class they know that we're those teachers who are annoying about organization yeah, they're scared to move on the first day they're like can I can I put my page here like, no you can't <laughs> Um, so what is the most important thing for you when designing the class? I know it's a big question, so. <laughs> uh, I think for me, it's definitely the systems and routines. So it's making sure that, you know, you have your place for where you're going to turn in your worksheets or mm-hmm. where you're going to correct your books or how you're going to hand them back. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely the practicality side comes first. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely have a theme uh, as yeah. in, you know, we have a style that we like yeah. a lot of white with rainbow colors and it's quite simple and mm-hmm. um, I think you mentioned that as well that it's that um it, can't, it almost looks a bit empty at times minimalistic um, yeah, yeah exactly. effective yeah so, yeah we're trying to to just reduce the clutter reduce everything that's mm. out so that that when we are cleaning the rooms and they're tidy at the end of the day they do look completely ready for the next day mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like I I agree with that I just think uh, I personally feel that it's really important to have a tidy space in a tidy classroom mm. because I just think that the students work better and are less stressed and overwhelmed in a kind of a clean and tidy environment yeah. and I often say to my students I'm like tidy desk tidy mind like you can't work well mm. if you have loads of books and papers and pens all over the desk like you have to have it neat and mm-hmm. um, so I, that's how I feel and like what Lucy was saying about the systems like you have to make your classroom practical at the end of the day you've got 20 something uh students there's so much going on so many questions so many routines and like we've tried things some years that look really nice yeah but they don't work and it's not practical and things take ages to get from one place to the other so i think like lucy was saying practicality is so important yeah and as i repeat what fiona said really this year is the first year that i feel like everything is working mm-hmm. so far we're only a few weeks in but so far, so good. Yeah. I, Lucy, you mentioned there, um, you know, so that there's a, a, a place for students maybe to turn in work or, yeah. you know, hand up copies or whatever it may be. Um, how how do you use your space wisely? Like how, like, or, you know, is there a certain like way you would maybe would have different boxes labeled or, you know, how, how would that work with your systems and routines? Yeah, so we have um, these units from Ikea called Trofast units and they're, you can get them in all different shapes and sizes mm-hmm. but I actually had them we had them in my house so when I first when I had my first year teaching in senior infants I robbed one from the house and I've just every year I've just kind of added to it so now I have loads of them mm-hmm. and there may be loads of uh drawers that you can get but you can get medium small large you can get shelves yeah. so every year Fiona and I just and she Fiona has them as well mm-hmm. we just move them around and we'll get different boxes we'll throw the other ones in the cupboard and at the moment I have a turn in one two three and four which is just a different drawer for each yeah and when we finish a lesson if it's a worksheet i'll say okay when you're finished put your worksheet in turn in two and then everything's together oh, and then I love that. Being, when it's being returned i just 
turn the box the other way around and they can see that it's ready to be handed out. And oh. then the job is to, to give it to everyone. Yeah, and actually I remember um, I do it a little bit differently this year on top of those, what we call lockers, those units. Mm-hmm. They have their like table crests and they put them in a pile there. But I think in one of my first years teaching, I just had like a clear box. Do you remember the CC and there was like a a clipboard with the kids' names in the box. Oh, yeah. And when they turn in their work, they'd highlight their name so that I could grab the clipboard and I could see, okay, everyone's name is highlighted, all the work is in. And there was also a cool hack I saw on Instagram that we used to do um, where they'd highlight their name on the page to make sure they had actually written their name on the page. I need to to actually get that back, that system back out. (laughs) Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) I'm actually like, we need to write that down for tomorrow. So I was joking. I was joking with my students yesterday. I was like, do you think I'm a detective? Like, (laughs) I'm like literally doing detective work, trying to like decipher handwriting, like under a light. When they don't write their name on something, I feel sometimes it's the end of the world. I'm like, who owns this? And then they're all like analyzing the writing and it's like, that's no not one mine. It. Yeah, no, one ever no. It. and it ends up in the recycling bin. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, no, Fiona. You said that uh, it takes years and years of practice, of which, of course, it would. Like every every teacher, I feel is, you know, I feel like NQTs especially will probably have themselves under all this pressure. Oh, my classroom needs to look this way or that way. And as you said, it takes years of practice to I suppose find the systems and routines that work best for you and for your class and you'd said that you know you've used things there in the classroom or you know different maybe activities or resources and it just didn't work and it was a fail is there any examples you can give of that like I was more there's I mean there's so many (laughs) (laughs) but any like classic one where you're like I love this so much and it just didn't work yeah like even like you know the way I was saying I like things tidy so I kind Mm. of like things to be away like in a cupboard or in a drawer so it can't be seen but even something as simple as putting something somewhere where you're like oh that fits perfectly there and it's out (laughs) of the way but then either the kids can't find it or it's like behind something else and then everything (laughs) falls out of the cupboard to try get that one thing like realizing that like okay we're actually going to need this for every lesson so this needs to be like right beside my desk Mm -hmm. or right beside the students like that's what I'm kind of yeah I had a display board in senior infants and I had these tiny wooden pegs and I used to peg up all these different sight words and the pegs kept breaking I kept forgetting to change the words and I was like it looks stunning like it's absolutely beautiful (laughs) but honestly I I ditched it like within a week I was like no this isn't for me yeah yeah Yeah. I've seen those pegs and walls I'm like how are how are people keeping them up without them falling down every time they touch them do you know Um, photo for Instagram and then it falls again yeah yeah. um so you mentioned that you got some drawers in Ikea how do you spell the name of the thing is it trophin t-r-o-f-a-s-t t-r-o-f-a-s-t trophist yeah, and you can get loads of different colours of the drawers and they actually bring out different colours every summer. So Oh fabulous. Suits us because we're like, hmm, let's what theme more... will we go yeah, with? Yeah, let's go with pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go pink no, they're honestly amazing. And, and like as they said, in my classroom, I just had like one, which has what, like nine little drawers? Yeah, in it. nine drawers. And I just had one at the back of my it actually looks really random when I look back on photos, just like in the middle of my room, <laughs> just in the floor, just like one unit. And <laughs> Yeah. every year I think I bought another one and now I think I have four you'll probably you've probably seen them in the photo like at the front of my room the big yeah. kind of room. they yeah. look fabulous because they probably do they double up as a as a little like couch or like a yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you can actually get I think like bench covers and I can't they're, they're actually a different range they're for a toy chest oh but yeah. we got oh, them before okay. and we just threw them on they're a little bit too big but they work fine yeah. and can you they're- stack them on top of each other as well yeah you can I 
I'd say in a classroom they're dangerous, but I used to stack them at home. But you yeah. can get tall ones. Like yes, you can sorry, get yes. the small ones we have, but also yeah. you can get tall ones. But oh yeah, we use them for everything. Like they're probably like where we worked for IKEA, honestly. We're yeah. just we're like, get this, get that. Yeah. <laughs> so what other what other shops then would would you recommend for maybe teachers or student teachers or NQTs who are looking to maybe invest in their classrooms and um, where would where should they shop for like bargains and you know places where you know they're they may be on a budget um so that's a very good question because we when we go shopping we're always it's like, damage yeah yeah but we're just we're always like oh that would be good for school that would, oh, even if it's not a yeah. school shop yeah like yeah. next home we're like oh that's a lovely cushion we'll get that mm. but we don't get everything nothing but, uh, nothing for yourself just everything for the classroom yeah, oh no 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 no. we know how to support ourselves <laughs> no issue with that it's very well uh, divided. <laughs> uh no we i think the main ones definitely is ikea because for all your storage boxes and your mm. cushions and you know, it's so nice to have things like cushions in your classroom. I mean, they don't have to be expensive. You can yeah. get really cheap ones from Ikea. And what I do is I get, um, I, I love Christmas. So I love just making the room really festive. So I actually got on H&M Home. They've really oh, cheap yeah. cushion covers. Yeah, they do, yeah. Free cushion covers and threw them on. And they were literally, I think they were like two euro each or something. Yeah. Um, you can be clever about it, I think. Um, other shops would be Tiger, Amazon. I don't know if it's Sostrine and Green. Someone yeah. Sostrine and Green. Grenay, which I know I think was maybe not <laughs> a, prank. a little a little prank yeah their stuff's <laughs> lovely though language definitely not okay it could be French it could be maybe French or like I don't know French? Dutch no we'll find out we'll, we'll let you know <laughs> um, but anyway those those kind of shops are great especially Tiger you can get I know fidgets are all the range at the moment and like you can get really cool things in Tiger and also for art actually you can get um really cheap canvases and watercolour paints mm-hmm. um it's just a bit of everything to be honest but I'd say if you were starting off um, and you were in your room and you wanted some good storage and, and kind of your base I would go to Ikea mm-hmm. and you can just get so much stuff yeah. and it lasts a really long time yeah and like if you're on a budget um, upcycling things yeah like weren't like Lucy you were saying this to me earlier that like it's like getting stuff from home and being like yeah. what was the example um, it was the trofast thing but I, I robbed all sorts of stuff from home chairs <laughs> Your mom or dad is probably like, um, where did that go? <laughs> oh, that's in my classroom now. <laughs> no, but honestly, like being creative, because like when we started teaching, like we didn't, we didn't have a job. We didn't have money. You no. know what I mean? So it was like, okay, like what can we use? Like didn't we use a napkin holder once for like flashcards? Oh, yes, we did. You can get napkin holders in, um, in Ikea for, I think they're 50 cent. And yeah, you can shove flashcards or um, books that they're reading and it just mm-hmm. holds them all together. Yeah. But we... I'm trying to think. I, I used to have a oh yeah I had a rug in my first classroom and it was my brother's he had it in his room and he didn't want yeah. it so I robbed that like yeah just because I think before you know what you want in the style and what's going to work for you you don't want to be spending no. loads and now when we yeah. do buy things that maybe are slightly more expensive like a rug and um, although we actually haven't bought one of those in a while, <laughs> yeah, at least we know oh we want this size or this will last or you know your you mom or dad will listen back to this and like where did my rug go <laughs> yeah <laughs> shout out to the infant teachers in, in my school because they still are using those rugs so they yeah passing things on but lucy's right like i feel like sometimes you just have to teach for a while to realize like what you need or yeah. want in your classroom like i honestly don't know did i spend any money my first year mm-hmm. um, you, you, you got that unit you got that oh idea. i got that one <laughs> it was a standalone i really had that button rug remember that button oh. rug everyone has the white is one is that still the... in ikea 
No. Oh, there was this amazing rug you may have seen that it's like a white rug from Ikea with like colourful buttons all over it. Oh, so, yeah. Gosh, but it was the it's, thing. It's really not practical. It's white. Oh, I actually, Hayley, I'm going to send you a photo. <laughs> our yard in my school, Lucy's is concrete. Our yard is grass. I honestly, the first day it was like crisp white. <laughs> the kids came in after break and it was honestly black. Yeah, it was. I, I need to send you the is picture. Is it still it, grass, your yard? Um, some of it is concrete. Actually, we got new Astro recently, but yeah, a lot of it is grass. Wow. No, yeah, we yeah, were never allowed on the grass. Well, actually, there so, was no grass. Yeah, well. Uh, I said it about <laughs> Oh my god, it was oh I just can't believe it. But yeah, sorry, what was the question? What were you Oh shops? Shops. (laughs) No, you were saying there, Fiona, about like, you know, up is it up not upcycling upcycling and things. So like even my desk when I started off with Hibernia, I you know, I wanted a place where I felt happy and stuff, but I had I had like these shelves beside my desk. Um, that were um like the wooden kind of it was like it's IKEA but it's that wooden but I didn't like the look of it anymore so I painted it white I literally my dad helped me carry them down like because I'm up in the attic so it's down like two flights of stairs God love him like he took most of the weight and we were there painting in the back and I just thought I was just so excited you know but like even like that when my parents want this space when I move on I'll probably end up taking these to my classroom. Definitely, yeah. yeah but yeah. I actually love what you said there you said something like you wanted a space that makes you happy mm-hmm. but that's a massive thing to oh, us yeah. like we yeah. always say like we're in work for however many hours a day yeah. like, it needs to be a space that you're happy in yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah. yeah and like you were saying what's a clear desk clear mind is that tidy, right? de- tidy, tidy desk, desk tidy mind like I just think um yeah, I sometimes see students and they just look very flustered just from my observation when I'm subbing because I'm in different classes every day. So I'm seeing so many different pe- pupils and how they work and stuff. And even when I see them so flustered, I'm wondering, well, is that because, you know, maybe the classroom just looks a bit cluttered or there's just piles of books everywhere. Or it's dusty or they don't always realize the mess that's on their table and how that's interfering with their work. Like sometimes yeah. you need to actually say okay let's you're finished with math let's get rid of that let's get rid of that ruler and then they're they can yeah. relax then and, and get yeah on. i agree it's about i sometimes it's about explicitly teaching them how to be organized yeah. like you can't expect you know children to just know how to be organized it's about saying okay if you put that in your locker file that into your ring binder and put those books in your bag and just have this book and have this sheet on top of the page like yeah. actually teaching them how to be organized we yeah. do and you do it as well we do this thing called power 30 um now everyone else laughs at this but it's no i'm loving this tell me more (laughs) you'll love this Haley. so basically at the end of the week on a friday um i put up a timer for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and then i have a checklist on the right of the powerpoint slide that basically goes through everything they have to have done so it's you know make sure your folder is up to date and finish this maths question we were on everything and they work in silence like they just power through Mm. all this work and then they leave for the weekend and everything's done so when we go back school on monday there's nothing from the previous week that needs to be finished there's nothing that needs to be filed everything's done and it just means you have a really nice weekend and then a good start to the week there's nothing worse than when you have loads of things that are unfinished and you're like how am i going to get to that because i have other things to teach Mm. um and like having the timer on does really motivate them and even for cleaning up like i remember lucy you were saying to me yesterday in a voice message putting on a song at the end of the day yeah and by the time the song ends the classroom needs to be completely tidy yeah i love yeah. that <laughs> cleanliness yeah, and tidiness. Actually, we're, yeah. in this 
we're yeah we're gonna be we sound insane yeah, we we sound no insane. it's true because like so sometimes like every class teacher is so different and that you know how they organize their classroom is so different but like I've been in classes where the books are piled in front of them and there's been a sheet from earlier in the day and I'm like why isn't that in the folder like why hasn't that been done and that, like you said you have to explicitly teach yeah. to put it in the folder like like and and they're looking at you like you've 10 heads but then you're like well, I have to do this because you're not doing it. It's like yeah. when I, I I was with third class this week and we did another sheet. So I was with them for two days. The first day we, we reviewed capital letters and then the next day we were doing more capital letters and they were like, again? And I'm like, well, yeah, because look at all the X, like look at all the circles that, you know, you're, the person sitting next to you corrected. Like, obviously, if you're not getting it done, it means you don't know it. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And I'll keep going until they get it, you know? That's so important. Yeah, right. I, I had to start up today and show them how to use a ring binder filter. I never thought I'd have to do that. And I was like, and you lift up the lever off thing, <laughs> and then you turn over the refill pad, then you rip it off. And they were just like, ooh. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. um, so I suppose, what's the what do you think is the most important thing to have in your classroom when teaching sixth class specifically? Yeah, so I think because they're in sixth class, it's stuff that promotes independence um, mm. and organization before secondary school. We should count how many times we've said organization. We actually <laughs> should, oh, should be a drinking. <laughs> Anyone driving to school listening to yeah. this right now, please do not drink and drive. <laughs> but yeah, no, things that promote organization, for example, the lockers that I was talking about, you know, so they can have their uh, own items in their locker they know what to get for what subject like the folders to keep themselves organized and mm-hmm. uh, timetables I put up recently on our story that we give them a little copy of our timetable so they know what's coming up in the day like they would in secondary school mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing and I love hearing when students go to secondary school and you know it's actually standing to them yeah that we've taught yeah because yeah. they have no worries then you know when they're going in because they know everything already which is great well yeah. not- I don't know which one of you it was posted on your stories, but you you shared that your class timetable and I one of the, it said on it classroom meeting. I was like, I want to go to this meeting at Monday morning at like half nine. They're so important. We both yeah. do these classroom yeah. meetings. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know how. I actually don't know how I would get through a week without. I didn't realize that it was the thing that people didn't do. Because like, <laughs> it's just how a you like flash. Who yeah. does? Who has a classroom meeting? <laughs> But it, it sounds okay. It does sound a bit fancier mm-hmm. than it is. It's basically, um, we have this PowerPoint slide, and and you just throw up everything on the agenda part of it. Where you know we need to talk about organization, the way you left the room yesterday, <laughs> the or max game that's coming up today. We have a hockey match tomorrow. Anything. Or just... like yeah, like things we need to do that don't fall <laughs> under subject areas. So like we need to vote on our six class hoodies. Yeah. Or like our homework for the week, or even going through like our word and idiom of the week and all mm-hmm. that, like all that happens in the class meeting. So it's kind of like like the news from the weekend. It's setting them up for the week yeah. Um, with all of these routines that we do have. Do you do it on a Monday, just a Monday? I do it on a Monday morning, and then I do one every second Friday. I actually do it every day. Oh, nice. <laughs> mine, are, mine are super long. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Mine yeah, like you do like five minutes. Yeah, no, mine, sometimes the agenda's like 20 things. They're like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and do you just edit then that throughout the week for the following week then so that you know kind of uh, that you don't forget? Stay, yeah, a lot of things stay the same. Like I was saying, like the word of the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's some things... Um, I kind of have a list like on the side of the PowerPoint. Yeah. Like every second week we need to check in on this. Okay. Yeah, 
yeah. I would, yeah, I would just update mine in the morning when I'm plugging in my laptop. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to talk to them about this or I need to mention this. But mm-hmm. no, just more kind of setting them up for the day. I use a visual timetable, which I think people find a bit strange in an older class, but it's, I think it's really important. Um, and I would just run through roughly what's happening in each subject so that um, all of the children are prepared. Um, I think it helps with some of the nerves too mm-hmm. um, and anxiety that they know exactly what's coming up. And it saves all those questions like, when are we doing this? Yeah. yeah. This today. We never do science anymore. I love that. That's just, that to me, again, back to the buzzword organization I just think um as you said it sets them up so well for the week I just think that's so genius um oh sorry it's also building a classroom community as well yeah hearing their ideas hearing their suggestions their thoughts on different things like Mm. I think that's a massive thing for both of our classrooms Mm. Mm. is that the students have a say in what's happening yeah it's not just us teaching at them like they have I say and we started to do this thing and um, stand to speak so that during the meetings if they have something they'd like to say they actually stand and address the class it just helps with public speaking and i think it should be standing up and saying i don't have a milk carton it's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> but at least they're getting that practice they're pretending that it's something really important yeah that's so good um so with an nqt starting off um what things do you think is necessary for them to have in their classroom I know you've had infants and you did learning support in your first few years as an NQT um but I suppose for someone maybe with sixth class what advice would you give them um okay so or in general uh, I mean no like we were saying earlier like Lucy um came into my first classroom and helped me set up and as I was saying earlier we didn't spend a lot of money but it was all kind of just the basics so like a visual timetable a calendar at the back of the room and thinking about that age group so like what numbers are they learning up to do you need an alphabet on the wall what are their interests and just just looking at stuff like that also making the classroom homey I know we kind of mentioned Mm -hmm. it before you can make your classroom homey for very little money just buying a few cheap plants in ikea a few cushions yeah, i loved that actually i love the greenery i'm like i want a class plant <laughs> yeah, yeah. they don't die it's amazing yeah actually one of my students though last week said can we get a real plant for each table and the one that keeps theirs alive the longest wins oh that would be a very nice competition it'll be over by the end of the week <laughs> um, yeah but basically just having like those basic things that you need uh making it homey um mm-hmm. is there anything else i think um and classroom think- management uh, like having fun classroom management yeah system. we we love thinking outside the box when it comes to classroom management like i think with six class they've seen a lot of you know dojo points and marble jars not that there's anything wrong with them but yeah. you know this is their eighth year in the school so mm-hmm. they're, they're they're kind of done with it so we we just find random things we're like that could be a thing so mm-hmm. we find the basketball hoop on amazon and it's up on our wall uh, and it's the best thing ever and there's no the only cost is buying the actual thing which is probably 15 20 euro i think mm-hmm. um and it's just brilliant fun and, mm-hmm. and they love it and it's cool you know because they don't have it in any other classroom um and then we have of course the spinner i know you have one as well we use it as a as a rewards thing and mm-hmm. um, so it's all these kind of novelty ideas I think yeah just to motivate the students yeah. like pick one kind of novel idea that the yeah. students may not have heard of before yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then it'll keep them on keep them on track yeah it makes your life easier because 100%. they're motivated yeah you know? they have to be what is it extra 
extrinsically motivated and intrinsically motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. One is definitely more important. <laughs> yeah. There's my uh, psychology of education. Very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I suppose um, with your classroom then and your classroom displays, um, how often do you change them or do you change them much? And do you put up students' artwork like is that on specific notice boards or do you have things flying high in the sky in your classroom or how does that um, how does how do you manage that oh, there, there we go write that one down something in the sky no um when i was in senior infants i used to change the displays a lot because they'd be by theme and um, so i'd have artwork i actually did have string across the room which was great for displaying art yeah but when i moved to sixth class i just find that the and maybe it's incredibly lazy but i just find that the displays um, it just took so much time uh, right. changing them and not everyone even would refer to them. So we actually both now, our displays normally last a year mm-hmm. um, and they would be, you know, Irish phrases that we want them to use or we have a display that we made called Accountable Talk, which is yeah, just local. Yeah, I've seen that. It's fab. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can add, you know, little phrases to debating um, and then they don't need to be changed. But then artwork, of course, um, we would. I put most of my artwork in the corridor because of COVID. No one is really in each other's classrooms, so I want okay. them to see all the work that the children have done. So I put it in the corridors so that other classes can see it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Totally. Like we specifically pick displays that we know the students are going to need all year. So mm-hmm. like that Irish display board we have with the phrases or the um, fumina, like we know that our students, because we've tested it, are going to refer to it all the time. Like yeah. every day they try to use the phrases to, you know, earn um, rewards or when they're doing their Irish reading, they look at the fumina. So we do pick displays that we think um, are going to, you know, last the whole year round. But yeah. as we said before, there are things we change, like the word of the week, the idiom of the week, uh, focus boards as well. Oh yeah, I have a focus board in my classroom and it, the, the display title is focus board. And if I'm teaching something and I, I, I need flashcards or I need something for them to refer to, but it's only say for the week or two weeks, then I'll put it on that. So there is, you know, there is a display that's being changed more regularly, mm-hmm. but otherwise, especially with the older class, I think you can get away with just having um, similar displays for the year. Totally, but of course, like their work and their artwork, as Lucy said, and um, mm. I would also use the corridor. I actually have lots of space outside my room, which is great, mm. and it would go there so people can see it when they pass. Yeah, I saw your lovely. Um, it said the welcome sign coming in on the door. Would you not change that to like different, like welcome maybe for the first few weeks of September, and then do you do something thematic or for Christmas? I know Lucy said that you love Christmas, so how how would you like manage that? Lucy's been great over the years at a good Christmas door. Love a Christmas door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes we would. And actually what I um did last year, I'm definitely going to do it this year. I couldn't do it at the start of the year, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, once I take lots of photos of the class, like I, I literally think I used free prints and I'd say I, I ordered hundreds of photos yeah. um, because we're just taking photos all the time. And I literally stuck them all over my door and covered the door in photos. Oh. And they loved it. Like they absolutely it so loved nice. it. And it um, so I need to take lots of photos this year and do that again. That's so much. good. Because every time they come in, they're like, there's me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. No, they it's cool for an older class as well because sometimes you can get the door's going to be maybe slightly babyish, so it's nice yeah. to give them a more grown-up one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely use Christmas doors. Um, we got our school painted this summer, so my classroom door is, like, neon pink. I'm, oh, I love it. Um, so I don't know if, if that's actually going to ruin my whole Christmas decor plan, because that's not going to go with it. Is it green? Is it a pastel green? Mm. You could do, like, the Grinch or something. 
Yeah, I it'll just pop, with the green, it might pop. There'll like, be no red. There'll be no red. I actually, oh, anyone, red. anyone that knows us knows that we we hate red. I think I hate it more than Fiona, but yeah, red is not our not our red. We don't have red. <laughs> All my students actually could tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you mentioned um about you know Fraza and Shaktana and you know word of the week. Um, how do you implement that in your teaching? You mentioned about you know getting rewards. Um, if maybe if you want to explain that further. Yeah, so when our students use like the word, the phrase or the idiom, mm-hmm. um, they get um, uh, points or uh, as you know, we do a, a class economy system, so they get money mm-hmm. or uh, bonuses for using those. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also use this system where um, basically, let's say they take the word of the week, they get certain amounts of money for making maybe a poster of the word of the week or a comic strip or uh, a project on the word of the week or mm-hmm. a piece of artwork and like all the different things are different amounts of money so they know if they're finished early they're like oh I'm gonna make a poster about the idiom of the week and you know yeah. I'll get a bonus in my salary for that right. so that's how we implement it and that we find that's really important because if you didn't do that I don't think any of my students would actually use it and yeah, the I agree. point is them actually using it in day-to-day conversation yeah. and they can like, they have chanced it and tried to shout out just like shout out the word randomly and I'm like it has to be relevant in context yeah no that oh, makes total sense mention it it's so funny just casually drop it in or they'll say it to their friend but they say it really loud and they're like looking at you and you're <laughs> yeah. like okay I heard it <laughs> so if they worked really hard maybe on a comic strip like would you would you display that wow piece of work then or like where does it go in the ring binder <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> not go with again. Um, yeah, sometimes I actually stick it on the wind. I have a window behind my desk and yeah. like nice pieces of work I'll stick up on the window and they love their work being stuck up. But what we do uh, with um, in my school with a lot of work is that we have like these colorful scrapbooks. Every class has one yeah. and they work that they're proud of in it at the end of every term and then at the end of the year their parents look through their scrapbook so they can put a lot of kind of wow work in there lovely um so I suppose what overall then is your favorite part of your classroom that's a big question (laughs) I need a drum roll (laughs) I actually think um I think maybe the library because there's so much you can do with a library area like you can have like I have like a picture ledge with like frames and quotes, plants, a globe. And um, you may have seen our libraries are like color, a rainbow <laughs> yeah. color coordinated. And I love the map as well, Bubba, that you got in Dunn stores, I think. Yeah, it was a few years ago. That was a good find, that was actually. A great find. Um, so I just, I like the the library. It's a, it's a kind of a really nice, colorful area. But actually thinking about it now, the lockers too that we both have, I just feel like they're so useful for everything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like they put work on top of it. Everything goes into them. It's kind of just like a common area. I feel like the lockers is like the most used area in the classroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So I love that. It's so versatile. Mm. So um, any principals listening and want to get furniture. Yeah. You yeah. 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 Your trusty Ikea. Yeah. So, and your, um, you got those new tables yeah, this year. I, I love flexible seating. I'm sure you know what that is. But mm-hmm. um, I love that students can pick, you know, a spot in the room that works best for them. So I was always, over the last few years, I've been always trying different things. I, I think we mentioned on stories before about table raisers, which mm-hmm. basically are these blocks you put oh, underneath yeah. the tables and then suddenly they can be standing desks. Mm-hmm. So because I saw the benefit of those last year, I decided to buy standing desks from Ikea, of course. Um, and they basically go against the wall and I got some, a, a teacher was actually throwing them out and they just moved house. And these 
kind of bar stools but they're swivel so mm-hmm. um I have a table group sitting up there and it's just it's brilliant and I just love it because it's it's something different yeah. that you wouldn't maybe expect to see in a bathroom but it works mm-hmm. so well yeah um, and I think then other flexible seating options you know the bean bags and these kind of low tables and stuff I, I think anything flexible seating related would mm-hmm. be my favorite that's yeah. really interesting that's not something you'd see in every school so you know that's kind of I suppose new idea of not just sitting at your desk I really yeah. I'm all for that I think that's really good just with the standing tables the blocks that you put underneath are they sturdy yeah they actually are yeah. um we wondered that as well and we did try them out I mean I use them during stations so you know they'd be passed around and then every table group would be using them and that didn't really work very well because they were trying to balance their stuff and their school bags but if you had it maybe set up for the day or set up for an hour and a half mm. um then yeah it's it's brilliant they are sturdy the ones that yeah. we bought anyway yeah, yeah they are and where did you buy the blocks amazon yeah oh, okay cool are they just blocks just yeah blocks we, for can tables? Send, we can send you the link or anyone who wants them i can't remember the name now but i think we what did we they're called no they're called furniture razors razors because oh, they're okay. not the beds oh so, okay but apparently people put them under the bed so they're not they're not for classroom but again we just found something that we just made work yeah, yeah. I love that idea um so when you girls are I suppose um planning for your week and preparing for your week do you go into school early to set things up or do you stay late late stay late stay late we're definitely stay laters yeah um well I think maybe your reason is the same but Mm -hmm. I it would stress me out knowing I had loads to do in the morning in case I didn't get it done by the time the students came in yeah it'd just be so stressed so I often stay late and then I can get everything done and I know when I come in the morning I have nothing to do like I'll put up the maybe the powerpoint for the morning and open mm-hmm. the windows but everything is prepared yeah I agree mm-hmm. I, yeah and yeah. like do you take work home to do like would you work like obviously you do like you know if you saw plans or ideas online you might that's you could could call it as working but because it's your passion you enjoy it do you well, know you know what? like I think it depends on two things like firstly it kind of depends on the time of the year if there's mm. something big happening or we need to edit a video or whatever of course we work in the evenings and you know often there's busy times of year where there's lots to do especially in sixth class especially in sixth class but I do think Lucy I don't know if you'd agree with me but I think actually oh as the years have gone on yeah. we probably do less work in the evenings at home uh, definitely because the evenings are like hilarious some great information you need to know but we just joined a gym together of course Mm -hmm. so we're trying to go to that so we're just trying to you know leave school go to the gym and then relax and then we just fall asleep but we go to bed really early like yeah like half nine but like it's hard because like people listening to this like Mm -hmm. a teacher's work is never done Mm -hmm. like a never-ending to-do list there's always something you can be doing yeah but then at the same time you have to realize that you even if you love it mm-hmm. and we love it you can't work crazy out you can't work all the time because it's not going to be sustainable yeah and I used to hate when people said that but like you can't but then at the same time there's so much to do but yeah. you do learn ways to organize yourself ways to save time mm. yeah. yeah I would only work in the evening if there was something that I forgot yeah so if I got thinking oh I need to show that video I because I like to have all my I know YouTube is blocked in some schools, but it's not in ours. So I'd have mm. all my YouTube video links ready to go. So I'm not trying to find them. Yeah. So if you do that, I just open my laptop. But otherwise, I try not to. Yeah. A little bit more of an improviser. Lucy knows this. <laughs> with yeah. with some lessons, like I, yeah, 
it's it's probably not the best but sometimes i i i do like a little bit of not that i like it but i do a little bit of of improv i'm like we'll see how that goes on the day i couldn't imagine yeah. the difference there's a difference between us yeah yeah no i think like not everything goes to plan at the same time and if something's not going to work you obviously you do yeah, have yeah. to improvise um yeah so i i guess if you didn't teach sixth class then what class would you teach I think I would teach probably third or fourth. Okay. I just feel like, I taught second before, and I feel like with third or fourth, they're still kind of innocent and they're still excited about things. You know, Mm -hmm. sixth class can be a bit too cool sometimes, let's be real. But also you can, I really love teaching interesting topics. Like for example, in second class, and I loved second class, but like when we were doing history, it would be Mm -hmm. like, or science, it was like Mm -hmm. my teeth. And I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, I, I like to, I don't know, I just like topics that are a bit more interesting mm-hmm. and, you know, the the students being a bit more independent and able to do things for themselves. Um, but then again, I haven't taught infants only on teaching practice. And I, I'm always like, oh gosh, could I do it? But I think if I went to infants, I'd love it. I'd, I'd love the performance element of it. So, yeah. I, to be honest, I'm probably the same. When I moved from senior infants to sixth class, it was a really big jump. Mm-hmm. And I was so shocked. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to put the glue lids on the glues anymore. <laughs> like, if, I, like, if they don't come up to me and tell me that their granny's dog is sick, do you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think if it was to go back to infants, I think it would be quite a shock. And yeah. um, I agree everything Fiona said, really, to be honest, just the group work you can do, the mm-hmm. yeah, just the independence. It's, it's definitely more what I'm into, I think, at the moment. Mm. I love that yeah like people ask me all the time oh you know what class do you want to teach in your NQT year and I really I don't know I really don't know because I haven't had you're gravitating towards to be honest with you probably the senior end um I I do I do love the senior end I do love fourth class I have to say um sixth class right now is kind of daunting but I think after my second teaching practice I think it'll be better um you know mentally I'll know what to expect um so what advice would you give me uh because I'm going in a few weeks uh, with six classes is there something in particular that maybe you think I should just be aware of or maybe an idea because we're going to be in over Halloween um yeah I think to be honest every like I've heard that a lot that six classes is quite daunting and I remember when I was in senior events I used to find that I used to feel like I was walking into a room of of adults when I visited six class. Like they just seem yeah. giant. When you're there, they are they're they're babies. They they really are. And like they're and, still eleven though, so they're very young. And they actually get they do they get excited about things eventually. Sometimes you have classes that are just too cool, you know, and it, it yeah. takes a while. But um I think when you when you have when you relate to them, um that would be one of my pieces of advice is pick themes and topics or rewards that are cool or trendy and if you don't know ask someone young like I have a younger mm-hmm. brother younger cousins um who I just ask what's cool at the moment what's trending what's on TikTok um, yeah. and if you use them in any way in, in your in your lessons mm-hmm. um they're just so much more engaged that's why we made the Among Us game mm-hmm. those resources because we just felt that if, if we use this for for teaching about fractions they would be a lot more interested so that would be the first thing I think yeah um, yeah we feel like flicking through TikTok is work yeah we're doing our job because we're keeping up with the trends and when they shout something out in class we're like i know what that means yes that's not appropriate right okay (laughs) they're so shocked they think we're like 50. (laughs) (laughs) you're like no (laughs) no a a child did tell me in my class last week that 
I said, what age do you think I am? 42. Oh my God, you do not look for You no. look so young, actually. Like when you told me your ages, I was actually quite shocked because both your skin is so fabulous. Like oh, you need to you. spill on the skincare routine. <laughs> no, even like I, I, yeah, I'm, I love like looking after my skin and stuff now that I'm hitting into my late twenties. I think, you know, wearing SPF every day to school. That's so so important. Important. Yeah. yeah. Was so that you... filter on Instagram? Oh, life <laughs> the world of good. We would not be showing our faces if it wasn't for that thing. It's a lifesaver. Oh, stop. Um, Sorry, so, we were... We no, are... you mentioned um, th- picking themes that maybe they'd enjoy. Do you still do thematic planning? Uh, to be honest, no, I don't think so. We... Mm-hmm. I suppose I mean more themes to your behavior management or okay. if, if you like I did this thing in June it was completely just out of the blue just came up with it called battle of the pods because obviously they're in their pods and um, because of COVID and it, it turned into this like it was really intense competitive almost like a battle thing mm-hmm. and it just became the theme of everything everything linked into that yeah and I was doing a lesson whether it was spelling it was you know, it was a competition, it was a battle. And I, I think just picking a, a general theme and then linking everything in, it can be hard in the mm. in the older classes. Um, but yeah, we don't, like, definitely don't do as much, like, thematic planning as we used to. But no. again, there are things that, like, when we're teaching certain things, we'll be voice messaging and we'll be like, oh, it'd be so cool to do this art that would link to that history or whatever. True, like, and, like 9-11 at the moment, yeah. we're doing that. Yeah, And, like, skyscra- skyscraper art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah we would link it sorry we'd link a few subjects but just not everything i remember in infants i'd have say uh the farm and every single subject yeah. would be the farm but no it's it's not really like that um yeah i think sorry just going back to your advice that you wanted if if oh if yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> told you was to get among us stuff and watch tiktok so maybe this would be better yeah um with six class they're obviously going to test you and they're going to push mm-hmm. the boundaries but they want to see what you're going to let them away with, like, who's this going to be? But what we've realized is that they actually really want rules. Mm-hmm. And whether they like it, or they, they realize it eventually, but they want the structure. They want to feel safe mm-hmm. because when there's follow through and they see, oh, she actually is going to give extra homework if we shout out or if we don't complete this work properly, mm-hmm. she's going to make mm-hmm. us redo it. Then your life is just so much easier and you can feel so mean mm-hmm. um, and, you, and you can feel horrible and you can feel really strict, but it's just, yeah. it pays off. And I remember I had a, uh, a teacher um well it was no it was a lecturer sorry when I was in college and they said that if you are strict at the beginning um then you can just become less strict as you go yeah, on whereas yeah. you can't go the way around it doesn't work like that if you're trying to be really nice mm-hmm. um, and, and not that you shouldn't be nice but if you're really nice and friendly and whatever and they're pushing 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 you won't get that respect so yeah. just being firm and fair from the beginning yeah moment. and once they know the boundaries and they know that you're going to follow through then of course like build up those relationships yeah. and as Lucy said be nice but um yeah you definitely and like remember that as much as they might try to push you or be cool or daunt you like they are children and it's an unstable time with like friendship changes and hormones and trying to be cool like they like Lucy said they need those boundaries yeah yeah, yeah. really good yeah like just ha- setting like um the moral the morals and the expectations um so clearly and explicitly doesn't yeah, yeah. I find that that really really helpful girls thanks so much um this is just the part I suppose of my podcast where I ask everyone the same question so what um are your top three classroom tips maybe they're the same maybe they're different um so we we did actually we were thinking about this the other day yeah um um, and we kind of we were thinking about it you know together so we just kind of came up with them together yeah yeah 
So one of them, I, I kind of feel like we have hit on these now throughout the podcast. Yeah. So we won't ramble on like we've been doing for the past while. But um, one of them, like we said before, is organization and practicality, like having systems and routines that work. That's mm-hmm. one of our tips. Yeah. Um, then thinking creatively um, and then using products in different ways. So I needed a place to stack all of the iPads because we have, we use iPads for stations and I didn't want to buy one of those iPad charger things just because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't afford it. So I, I got a, what is it, a drying rack? Oh yeah. yeah. I saw that in the tour. Yeah, I thought that was cool. It just works perfectly. And it was literally like six euro or something. And it just, it just works. So it's just, I think being creative about it, especially when you have uh, a budget and um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And also, like, our third tip kind of relating to budget as well is pick pick your theme and try to stick to it because mm-hmm. you could buy everything under the sun as a teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there is so many, there's so many cool things out there that you could buy, but, like, if you have a theme or things you know you really want or want to focus on that year, just stick to that and it'll stop you buying as much. Yeah, for example, Fiona's classroom is pastel this year, and, and it has been actually for a few years. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we were in the shop and there was a, a neon lab pot or whatever even though Fiona might like it she's not going to buy it it's not going to match right and I it. mine is my classroom is more bright this year so I won't be getting pastel stuff mm-hmm. and it limits out half the shop it's great yeah but we share things like yeah well you gave me those crests recently yeah. that you yeah, printed yeah yeah I love them they're in Irish yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you they're so nice um what is a resource then that you can't live without in your classroom Ooh. I'd say probably, uh, is it really cringe to mention one of our own resources? <laughs> we were thinking, no. our, I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. <laughs> we were thinking our, um, the Irish offices that we. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. I have that here. Look. Oh, ah! my gosh. <laughs> I bought like, them. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I find them really helpful because um, just as a student teacher, no one, okay, well, what, what language do I need to actually learn in a lesson or teach in a lesson? Yeah. Um, I find it yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That is a good one. Well, um, no, well, we honestly we use so many resources from so many different teachers yeah. every single day. But if we were to think of something we refer back to all the time, mm-hmm. that Irish office is kind of a bit of a guide for us. Sometimes it's just it's for again, it sounds like we're selling it. And mm-hmm. um, we can use it with every lesson. So if we're doing writing, they use it, you know, to check for spelling and, and yeah. vocab. But then if we're having an oral language lesson, all the phrases are there that they can use as well. So it's just, it's kind of, I call it like the Irish Bible, to be honest, because we just, we do refer to it so much. And and the kids love it. We let, we, our last, last year's class took it with them. Yeah. Um, so that they have it for secondary school with their homework and stuff. Aww. And they were delighted. Yeah, so, sure. When I was talking about it at the start of this year, a few of my students, like pulled it out of their bag and they were like, mm. we already have one. And I was like, what? And uh, their last teacher in fifth class had given it to them. And I was like, did you know myself and my friend made that? And they were like, what? Oh, so cute. <laughs> like, yeah. And then we forgot to take the teacher name off the bottom of it. So they were all trying to look us up on Instagram. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, the fear, the fear. The absolute fear. That's so funny. <laughs> so do you print them off in color for them or do they are they in black and white? I did black and white last year. Um, I did colour. I think I put up a, a reel of like different ways you could use them in black and white. But this mm. year I have them in colour because they had them from last year. Oh, okay. And are yeah. they laminate? Do, do you laminate them for everybody? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just because we use, like, we don't, really use, yeah. we don't really use the Irish textbook that much um, because we have these. So oh. it's kind of our textbook. So it was worth, you know, printing all the pages and laminating it yeah. and everything else. It actually didn't take as long as we thought it would. No. I have 30 
I have 29 students this year. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, but no, it's so worth it. So, so worth it. Mm. Yeah, not a bad idea, actually. I'm, I could print off copies for six class now in the next few weeks. And like, or one between two is plenty. They don't yeah, need yeah, yeah, true. And like, if you're just using them on placement, like, you could take them with you and use them with another class as well. Yeah, you know? that's true. It'd be, it'd be a bit mad to print and laminate and then leave them there yeah. after a couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, what is your funniest teaching moment? I want to hear some stories. Uh, but every day is just so, every day we're just laughing. Literally. Especially when it gets to the end of the week and you're tired. Yeah. And we're listening to this podcast at the moment. Oh um, yeah. I really like, I like that. I, I remember you saying about it on your stories. You could definitely get through it on, on placement. Um, but we're listening to the podcast and there's some really funny accents. Um, and there's some like hilarious music and stuff. And there's one child in the class that just dances along or like does these most amazing facial expressions. And you just, you just, like, it's just little things like that that just make you laugh. Yeah. And I think more so in sixth class than the other classes because you can have that banter with them. Yeah. yeah. And I love. And like, I remember, like, and the, like, I feel like sometimes the students are like, are slagging you. And like, one year, you know, the way if you're drawing something on the board and like the classic teacher line is like, oh, I'm not an artist. Yeah. Drawing. Here we go. <laughs> so I was drawing pictures for this riddle. You know that riddle with like the chicken and the fox and the river? Do you know that riddle? No, and I don't. The fox in the boat, and you have to get them back without the fox eating the chicken. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That point wasn't relevant. <laughs> but I was trying to draw that out for my students, and it was like the worst drawing ever. This is a few years ago, and they were like crying, laughing at me. <laughs> and then one of the boys who was really good at art like replicated my drawing and gave it to me like as my like as like the thank you card at the end of the year <laughs> 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 like uh, the boundary yeah and yeah. the other thing was just um april april fool's day pranks are like my favorite i don't know why i'm just i love them so much so mm-hmm. when we were at lockdown it's pretty cruel i told them that they had actually this isn't a prank this is just horrible I, to- <laughs> I told them they had to do an irish essay and they were all freaking out and they were absolutely sweating about it. actually that's not even a prank <laughs> Just, no, that was so funny I actually remember that like you know I think it was the reactions were so funny because they were like gosh I'm gonna have to and my cousin <laughs> my cousin um yeah she was in my class at the time and she was getting all these you know calls and FaceTimes from people like being like how are we gonna write like it was something ridiculous like a 7,000 word essay in one day like I don't know how they didn't yeah it, it was honest. it was so funny but you told them really quickly like it wasn't cruel oh no it wasn't like you didn't make them the do essay. <laughs> Literally, like, 15 minutes later, I was like, no, 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 you don't have to do it. <laughs> oh. um, and what is the quote that you live by? Oh, we oh, always yeah. say one quote to each other. Because yeah. we're, obviously, we're best friends and we're always chatting and giving each other advice. But we always say, what's for you won't pass you by. So yeah. I know it's quite typical. But whenever yeah. we're going through something or we're like, oh, I can't believe that didn't work out. We always remind each other, like, mm-hmm. if it's not for you, it's just not going to happen. And yeah. what's for you won't pass you by. So. And everything yeah. happens for a reason. Goes yeah. With that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And we say that to our students as well. And it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Actually, would you like to work in the same school together if you were given the opportunity to? Or do you think you oh. like having the different skills with the difference? <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing because absolutely not. No way ever. What? No. Yeah. We've talked about this for years. I... I don't know. I feel like because we are so close. Yeah, talk- it'd be too much. Yeah. Too much. But also everyone would be wondering why both of our classes are identical. True. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. are you the only sixth class teacher in your school or is there other yeah. streams? 
yeah, yeah. the only ones. You're yeah, the only I think ones. like like with anything, like with a relationship or anything, you need your own space yeah. Yeah. and time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, I find that interesting because like I'm like a lot of your plans would be the same and how Not I suppose good. um what content you cover and stuff. So it is nice to have someone because you're on your own in the school, um, to have someone to lean on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the schools I've been in, there's always been another class of the same. I haven't been in a school where it's just one. Um, so yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like, I remember when I was interviewing for jobs, 
um, like there were loads of jobs I didn't get and part-time mm-hmm. jobs and maternity leaves. And mm-hmm. I was thinking like, oh gosh, like why is this happening? But then the job I did, did end up getting, which was the job I have now was, you know, a permanent position and I hadn't done my dip yet. And it was mm-hmm. like, it was just meant to be. Yeah. So, you know, there are setbacks, but it's yeah. definitely not reflective on you, you know? No, no. Yeah. yeah passion for teaching though like it's it's so clear like we I think you're going to be an amazing teacher and I think your your Instagram is just going to like totally take off once you have your class because and you're still in college like we did not have anything near that no like we we didn't at all so we just think it's and you've such a great following on your Instagram so like congratulations for that because we know firsthand how hard it is to build a following yeah yeah I do think if anyone wants to grow their following they have to be consistent but they also they have to be themselves. Like, yeah. you, like no one wants to follow 10 of the same people. So sharing your personality, like that, that's something I really love about your page. Like I go onto your page and you can really sense the personality and the uniqueness of it. Like we all have reward systems and we all have, you know, desks and chairs in our classroom, but there's, there's a teacher in that classroom and, you know, I might be good at art and you might be good at PE. Do you know what I mean? So like, I just feel like everyone has a story to share and I think if you're if you're you know trying to be someone that you're not or you're you're sharing a part of you that doesn't exist well then it's not going to work and as well you have to be passionate about it like let's face it you know the hard work that goes into it and you know you have to as I said be consistent um and enjoy it like it can't be forced yeah and it can be like it's hard work as well to be mm-hmm. consistent and a lot of work as you know goes into an Instagram and like Mm -hmm. honestly it makes it easier the fact that there's two of us because we both have different skills and we share Mm -hmm. the workload so just well done for everything you're doing like thanks how you do it and here do i (laughs) (laughs) is there anything else you'd like to ask um oh yeah we were going to ask as well like what is next for you has someone asked that before no um so i'll be graduating in july next year and yeah i'm probably I haven't actually thought that far, but I probably will apply for for jobs. Um, you know, like, but even like, I I moved away after I I finished my undergrad, um, and that wasn't expected until the June. Like I said, I thought I was going for. I was talking to you girls before we recorded this. Like I thought I was only going to go for three months, um, but I ended up being two years. Um, I don't know if I see myself working in like Dubai or Abu Dhabi or Qatar. I don't I don't know if I see myself. Um, yeah yeah something like that i'm not sure um but probably a 80 percent no and but yeah i would just love to do my nqt year and i'd love to be in a school where i'm happy and you know where i can be myself and that my ideas are not shot down because yeah i can't i can't be limited in my creativity and that that actually kind of not panics me but it, it it upsets me because i don't think even a child's creativity should be limited at all so um a place where I can express ideas and you know schools where they're accepting of new ideas and fresh ideas coming in or oh this might work better this way not that I know everything of course I don't have so much to learn but just so that do you know what I mean it's more it's flexible and it's a two-way relationship yeah but like you could you know like none of us know everything but you could teach um you know very experienced teachers new things as well and that's Mm. really important and you're right to be aiming for a school that makes you happy Mm. and your ideas can be heard like it's so important and we both feel in our schools like we're comfortable there because Mm -hmm. we are happy there and our ideas can be heard so Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important goal for you to have yeah 
like today I was subbing in with first class and we were doing just those art for for art art for kids hub on YouTube and Sorry. Yeah, we were drawing. A, we did actually three different ones. We did a scarecrow, we did a hedgehog, and they did um, an autumn bird, which was really cute. Um, but then I, I was like, right, girls, I've drawn mine on the board, and then I took it down, and I was, I was coloring it in, and I, I hooked the camera in, and the SNA says to me, I've never seen anything like this before. What's going on? I was like, oh, this is just my visualizer, and I was like, girls, look, you can see yourselves, and they were all like what is going on <laughs> um yeah they just thought it was so cool and you forget because they're first class they haven't they've only been in the school this is their third year so things like that are new to them but just like modeling to them like that and you know then I've been in other classrooms where it doesn't work because their IT's not set up and stuff so yeah. just I want to work in a school where they're ready to get hands-on because I don't know like I'd be quite not not specific or picky but just um I don't want to be limited in how yeah. I teach. Yeah, I think it's really good to be to know exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> so girls, thanks so much for joining me on this episode. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? I think we have overshared. I think we have. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know how long we've been on for, but we have definitely talked way too much. So apologies. <laughs> no worries at all. I've absolutely loved having both of you on. It is a little bit of a longer episode, but that's surely, um, you know, expected because there's two of you to talk. Um, but yeah, no, I've really enjoyed this episode. So um, I'm going to hand over the end of the episode to you so you can finish it off. And maybe if you want to share where people can find you and what kind of things you sell and where you sell them. And if you have a blog post or if you don't or um, how's to best get in contact with you. Yeah, and um, thank you. So you can follow us on Instagram at teacher teacher underscore underscore two underscores, <laughs> and um, we have a store on uh, the website Teachers Pay Teachers. Um, and if you type in teacher teacher with Fiona and Lucy on that, you'll find us. Um, but you can get it through the link in our bio on Instagram. And we, I mean, we kind of make a, a range of resources. Um, classroom design would be one of our focuses yeah. as well mm-hmm. as Irish and um, we've been selling a lot of Irish resources recently too mm-hmm. yeah. um, and classroom management systems but uh yeah thank you so much for having us thank we, you so much yeah we've really, really enjoyed it I've loved having you on here Slong <laughs> <Sloan> girls <laughs> bye, bye. bye.